Welcome to the Fatherless and Fathers podcast, where two nerdy parents take on the quest of parenthood. This is a podcast where we will share and compare our experiences when it comes to life as immigrants, new parents, and some other things in between. Welcome to episode 21 on the quest for mystical lore. Or I guess you could say mythical lore as well. What do you think, Bruno? How are you and what do you think about this? Um, I will go more for mystical because I don't think it's mythology. Because I think in, in yeah. order for something to qualify as mythology, it has to have certain religious connotations. So... Oh, right, all right. You're uh, gatekeeping what is mythical then. No, 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 I'm not gatekeeping, <laughs> no, I'm defining. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, anyway, how are you? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Thank you. I've been um, working hard on the garden and I've been having a lot of nim nim time. So that's been really nice. It's just yeah, been... what have you been up to on the garden? Uh, I planted more trees. It's now more colors section. So I have a part that is like bluish plants, a part that is like purplish plants and a part that is like whitish plants. And there's okay. another and plant that is empty, but I want to put a, a water feature there. It's just they're expensive, so I'm saving. They are expensive, yeah. Yeah, especially because the one yeah. that I want is um, solar power, because I don't want to run a cable all the way through the oh, no, to no. the house and yeah, through a window or something. Yeah, so I need a solar power one. And yeah, they're expensive. So that one might take a little bit. Um, other than they, that, it's been fine. Again, I've been having some Nim Nim time. She's been going with me to the garden center. She chose the plant today, actually, because she was she in chose her stroller. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in her stroller, and I picked a plant, but it was like a bunch of them together. So I picked one, and then Nim Nim grabbed another one and knocked it over. She was like, "Nope, this one." I'm like, "Okay, okay." So we changed it. <laughs> so she look. She she's going chose... to make you redundant at home, and you know, she's picking plants. She's going to start cooking. She's going to start taking care of the garden. You yeah, know, man. Come home one it's, day. It's all part of her. Things. It's all part of her plan for to kick me out of the house and she can keep Mama all of to herself. It's like, we don't yeah, need that's Papi right. anymore. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Uh, so, but and, yeah, it's fine, man. And speaking of her, what's new, what's new with her? With Mama or with Holly? I mean, are we? <laughs> I think they're the same person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unless there's anything you want to, you know, discuss. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> no, uh, no. Uh, no, I, I meant with Nim, but you can say how Holly is as well. Uh, Holly is fine and uh, tired because Nim oh, Nim yeah. keeps, keeps up with her. I'm going to wake up at like 2 a.m. and stay awake for like three hours. So Holly mm, takes the first shift lovely. and I help a little bit and then Holly takes back to put oh, her to sleep. But yeah, but no, it's not... It's not super oh, you're useful. Go, you're going you're gonna to hate me soon. You're going to hate me soon. Because... Oh... I, I think I already know why I'm going to hate you, but we'll see. Um, anyway, so that's been up with, with Holly. She's been tired about it. And Nim has been doing fine. She's progressing a lot. She's walking more often. She still doesn't walk on her own. But I think mostly it's because she's weary about it. Because I've seen her take steps. But she's she likes to walk either holding a wall or holding someone's hand. She's a little bit weary right. about walking on her own. Uh, she but just I, needs to get a bit more confident then. Exactly. Yeah, it's not that she can't. It's that she's like, mm, I'm not sure though. I don't want a face plant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, she's super vocal. I, we got a report from nursery the other day that she was trying to say some words. And both Holly and I were like, mm. which words are she trying to say? Because at home she just says mama, yeah, is it nonna. English? Is it Spanish? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so she's not doing... 
that here, but in nursery she is. And I think that's it. Oh, well, also, she... If you look at her, and well, you know, because you showed the... You see the, the pictures. She looks so much like a toddler now. It's scary, man. Yeah, it's I like, know. where did my baby go? Like, know, she looks so grown up. Yeah, uh, the but, same yeah. with Nico. It's just like, you just look at their faces and they don't even have that baby face anymore. They just yeah, have like a exactly. young, a small kid face or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's been on my end. How about you? How you been? How has Nico been? And I'm pretty sure you're going to tell me that he's been sleeping for eight hours straight. No, no not quite. That. I mean, he, he, he sleeps a few hours straight, but what, what does he do? Um, no, he, he's been sleeping all right, but that's not what I wanted to say that he's new with him. Uh, what I wanted to say that he's new with him uh, is that we've kind of just been developing that we just kind of leave him in the cot and that's it and we leave the room so he falls asleep on his own. He doesn't he no longer needs us to be to to make him fall asleep so he doesn't need to fall asleep on our arms or anything like that so we just kind of go up to the room we take care of him we go up to the room we put him down and um, you know most of the times he falls asleep in like 10 minutes or so and then he stays there um, which has obviously been amazing for us as, as you can imagine um, but uh, uh, it's not like always so he doesn't always do that sometimes he does require a bit more of a cuddle but i think the difference is now that now even when he requires a cuddle whereas before it was like the cuddle was the default and then sometimes if he was a little bit fussy you needed to stay with him longer and you needed to be careful putting him down now it's the default change to uh, put him down in the in the in the court and he stays and if he is a little bit more fussy, then he needs a bit of a cuddle, but then he stays. Um, so that's we kind of moved that goalpost in a way. Uh, so that's been really, really good. Oh, okay. And question, and uh, please yeah. don't take it the, the wrong way. It's actually a question, but when you put him to sleep and then you leave the room, do you apply the, the one that you leave him crying until, like to cry himself to sleep? That's the thing, like he doesn't cry. Oh, he doesn't anymore. Nice. Amazing. No, this is this is what I mean. Like he doesn't cry. So sometimes he cries for a little bit, right? But this is this is when I was telling you that sometimes he gets a little bit fussy because oh, sometimes okay. he cries for a little bit. So we have to go there and give him a cuddle. So we usually leave him about you know five ten minutes, uh, depending on his type of cry. If he's just like, then it's fine. Oh, okay, if he starts, I get like, it. Properly now, I get crying, it. now it makes total he, sense. Yeah, yeah of course, if he starts of properly crying, then we go up to him. But yeah, most of the times he doesn't even cry. He just kind of stays there for a little while, falls on his own, and that's it. Uh, which has obviously been really good. Um, but other things that are new, let me see. He's, um, when did um, he start doing that, just out of curiosity? About, about like one week ago, two weeks ago. Oh. Uh, yeah, so it, it's very recent. It was just like, I think it, it started pretty much a week, week and a half ago, essentially, mm -hmm. um, that we noticed and that we started experimenting it a bit more. Because I think like Martina had tried doing it once or twice and it was kind of okay, but we we, we, we are now doing it as a default. Um, mm -hmm. And he seems to be taking it well, to be honest. Um, so yeah, um, that's it in terms of that. Um, and other than that, you know, he's... Um, He's, he basically now can get off of the uh, anything like the sofas or anything on his own. 
and uh, uh, he's recognizing a few more things when we show him books like um, uh, where's the octopus and stuff like that and he, he looks at the books and he points towards it um so yeah it's been um, it's been good he's uh, he's been doing really well and uh, yeah but the mobility is just amazing even in the garden it just moves everywhere and, and all of that and i'm glad to say as well we finally got yeah the baby gate <laughs> oh you got it now yeah yeah, yeah. We, we got it now I, I set it up yesterday that was one of the things that yesterday was setting up was set is up it the one day. i recommended is the one what sorry the one i oh, recommended um i don't remember if it's exactly that one because i know that we put that one as one of the recommendations and we were looking at a few but i, I can't remember if it was exactly that one or not uh but you might you know when you come around you'll have yeah you'll yeah, see yeah. If it's the same one or not but yeah got it all uh set up and uh, yeah that, that that was that was it uh i'm doing okay martin is doing okay and uh, yeah all, all kind of good we had a, a fairly chill weekend which was good and um yes nico is still recovering from the effects of his vaccines but uh, i think that neem also got her vaccine recently didn't she they actually got cancelled Holly went all the way there and well even just a little bit before arriving they told her oh by the way we ran out of vaccine so we're gonna oh have to reschedule God. it yeah can you believe that oh what happens now like did you have to reschedule they're just gonna reschedule yeah wow okay well well yeah, so it's it's kind of good but at the same time it isn't yeah, so we'll yeah you see. kind of want to get it out of the way isn't it exactly yeah. But well, we'll see. Indeed. I was happy that she wasn't pricked, but at the same time, it's like, well, we're just prolonging it. So. <laughs> exactly. It's going to happen. So if it's going to happen, might as well happen. At exactly. When it to, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But exactly. anyways, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. I can see that this really strikes something with you. You're just like, no, no, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate um, when I hate that like I even remember when they came over when she was a tiny baby and did the they did the heel prick test. Mate, I, I like I got a really violent reaction. Obviously I didn't do anything. I was like just holding her and, and telling her, No, it's okay. But my inside, when she started crying, is like, who, like, who hurt my baby? I'm gonna squash them to pieces. Like, oh I my don't. Goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I didn't react anything, and I actually the the carer, she's lovely. I, I absolutely adored the. I don't remember the name they have of the profession, the house visitors. Like the, uh, oh yeah, the. Uh, ooh, I don't remember. I'll put right? the resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Community nurse, maternity nurse. I don't remember, uh, but them. Home midwife. Yeah, something like that. But they were amazing. She was amazing. She was really nice. But just seeing baby crying, I was like, like I have a really ugly thing. Like when Nim Nim cries, I can't stand it. I just don't like it. Yeah. So yeah, so that happened. But that's what I'm like. I I I don't like. I don't even want to picture it. It just sounds like something I don't. I'm not going to enjoy. Yeah. But hey. I, it um, has to happen and that being said like for example i i said that but i'm even considering like should we do the 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 chicken pox one as well now that we're there like matt as well uh, i mean i know yeah, it's not yeah, at the same time i don't i don't think you can do it on the same time but i'm even considering like so, no. doing Just getting it out of the way yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like might as well because i remember having chicken pox and it wasn't nice 
Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Uh, but something that I wanted to mention today as well is that this is the first episode of our, what we are calling our season two of the podcast. Um, you know, it's episode 21, uh, keep the one, drop the two. And um, it's, it's, it's the first episode of new season. So, so what, what does that mean, new season, Bruno? Well, what exactly does it mean? It means new, new theme, as in they're older. They're, it's not going to be the same, is it? And we're going to add some things to the podcast as well to add a little bit more variety that we wanted to add before, but we felt like we needed to take care of the first year before we could expand the horizons let's say it I, I don't know if you want to say what we're having i kind of want to keep it as a surprise uh, i uh, think but... i think we can say it because it, it, the listeners don't really know exactly what it is so i think we can kind of give it a sneak peek in a way but um uh you know we're going to try to expand the uh the the podcast in terms of viewership and uh, we know that as much as we want to uh, rely on you guys and we do want your support as much as possible we realize as well that if we want to expand uh, more rapidly we're looking at you know potentially putting ads um, we are also uh, looking into uh, talking about a few other subjects as well that are not quite part of the main podcast series we're, we're thinking of calling them side quests I've mentioned this before and uh, this is more without going too much into it although next week will be the first one um, but it's just where we talk about in a more casual way in a way although we're pretty casual now um it's where we talk about uh, uh some of the subjects that we uh, uh really really like we might have odd guests all of that but in general we're still keeping the same kind of schedule it's still going to be one episode uh, every week even if it's not always going to be the main episodes even if it's just a side quest we're going to have an episode every week and uh, uh, most of it is pretty much the same i think it's more around changing the theme of it um but yeah i'm, I'm quite i'm quite excited about it um so we'll see what this season two will bring yeah exactly and well yeah that's that's pretty much what season two is and well that's the, this is the first episode of season two so yeah, that's I don't know what else to say regarding of that. It's, <laughs> well, it's well just, let's it talk feels about the... weird because obviously we took a break, but in real yes. we haven't taken a break. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it feels a little bit weird to say, oh, we took a break yeah. when we actually we haven't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it. And let us know what you think of the the season two. Do you notice any differences? And what would you like to see in season two? Would you be uh, for up against yes. us starting, for example, a Patreon or getting some ads on, on the show? What is your opinion on that? Well, when, when you, we do want the, the feedback. We want to know what do you guys think about yeah, it. Yeah, keep sending us your feedback. Keep sending uh, any thoughts that you have on this. And just, you know, so, so, so we depend on your help as well and your thoughts in order to grow. Um, but I think we can start with this one is just talking a little bit about what we're going to focus on this episode for. So w what we said is that this is about mystical lore. And when we talk about mystical lore, we, we could talk about uh, quite quite a few things uh, that I uh, that I was looking on um, when I when you know when we were doing the research for this episode. Um, but I think we're going to, in the interest of time, we're going to focus on just the key ones uh, and some other questions 
happens in between but what we're going to focus on today uh, is we're going to focus just give a bit of background in terms of what child lore is uh, we're going to look a little bit at uh, the, the three main uh, popular culture uh, uh, subjects that come up uh, which is the uh, tooth fairy the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus and then we're going to look as well at uh, the implications of uh, you know creating this fantasy environment for children yes so um with the first one then uh, which is child lore so this is something that i came that i came across when i was looking at the research for this uh, episode and it is essentially the notion that there are certain games riddles day daydreaming uh, the fact that kids have collections specific kids stories kids rhymes and all of that and that is all considered child lore had you ever heard of this concept I haven't, and I'm not completely uh, in agreement with it. In I agreement, say. okay. Because so? because I still daydream, I still have collections, <laughs> so I I don't like that people call it child lore because I still do it. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. But you don't. Okay, so you still do it, sure. But you don't. You don't do it regularly enough like you don't do for example you sure? the, some of the some of the kid <laughs> games uh, every uh, you know every week with with your friends do you like the the red light stall uh, red light green light etc you don't do those games you don't i know you might daydream but you don't do you don't go uh, on your uh, daily life thinking about uh, you know the, the three little pigs and all of that all of those stories and all of those rhymes right you don't like child lore is a bit of all of that you know collecting uh, the 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 cards for like football and all of that and it's all about that a little bit in all together so that's kind of child lore no i get it i get it it's just like 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 mythical, i think I'm, it's I, and again i think it's it's i hate playing this card every freaking episode but I think it's a lot with my ADHD, and also right. me personally, I am very childish. Like, well, I hate the term childish because I think when you say childish, people equate childness, childness with immature, and I don't consider sure. myself someone immature. I actually consider myself quite mature when the situation requires requires sure, it. Sure. But I am very playful. Like even at home, Holly calls me a troll because I'm always playing little pranks. And mm. I I do play little like jokes here and there, and my sense of humor is very silly. And I do daydream a lot. Like I remember that, for example, when I go to sleep, I start playing like I imagine two stick figures, and I have like an anime fight in my mind to go to sleep. Or sometimes I bored, and I just play with my fingers, and I think of stories. And I actually remember when I was a younger guy. I even thought about like writing this out and maybe one day writing a book or or writing my own manga. When I don't know if I told you that when I was a, a kid, I wanted to be a mangaka. I wanted to do manga. Yeah, for that came up on the first episode. Yeah, so I still do that. I still create my stories, and twenty seconds later, I already forgot everything that was there, and I never written one because I hate writing. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I still daydream a lot, and I still collect a lot of stuff like. Even Holly, for example, she told me the other day, and I felt a little bit attacked because I was like, oh, look at this edition of this book. It looks amazing. And she's like, yeah, but you can get it from the library. And I'm like, well, yeah, but then you have to return it and stuff. And she's like, well, yeah, but for me, books are for reading. You get the books for collecting. And I felt a little bit hurt. I was like, oh, that hurts. 
but it's true. I like collecting my books, and I like collecting like my amor- my anime figurines. When I went to Japan, I I remember one of the first thing I wanted to do was get my anime figurines. And right now with my plants, I'm getting like I don't want to repeat plants like in my garden when I was telling you. I don't want two of the same. I'm like no, these are different. These are different. So I still do a lot of that. So yeah, I am very childish, but. When I say I'm not in agreement with it, I it was joke. I, I, it was joke. It was a joke. Yeah, if anything, yeah. I think, yeah. It was I think... joke. It was joke. No, it was a joke. But if anything, <laughs> I I think I'm someone that still partakes in child lore, and I'm happy with with me saying that. I I don't have anything against me saying I still like child lore. Yeah, no, 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 that's that's fair enough. But I think like there's some elements of child lore that are very specific to kids. You know, saying that you know girls have cooties yeah of course no, like i that. understand and you do a grow and, uh, it like there are some games that you it's easier to role play when you're a kid and forget that you're role playing right yeah like yeah, you exactly. will tell your friends yeah so i'm a dragon hunter and three days later you're still a dragon hunter and your friend is still a, a barbarian and you go to your house and you tell your mom you are a dragon hunter and you tell that your friend is a barbarian and for you, that's reality. You're not role playing. That is your reality. And now we play D and D. But as soon as you finish, yeah. you know that you you're you. And kids do believe those stuff. So yeah, I know exactly what it. I do think that D and D comes from that um, kid, um, you know, origin of trying to make up these kind of stories, etc. So I do think that's probably where it comes from. But I remember one like a couple of examples that come to mind when when thinking about child lore and stuff is always those kind of stories that is like oh yeah you know i've got an uncle who works at nintendo and he told me that the next uh, mario game is going to have uh you know yeah whatever yes. character on there and or or things like oh you know if you go around and you on the pokemon game and you go around the truck there's a mew under a the mew. truck it's those yeah, kind, yeah, it's yeah. those kind of like uh, uh, stories that just seem to spread from one um, playground to another, and you don't even know where they came. They don't from. Even, you like, don't yeah. even have an uncle. You're like, oh, my uncle works at Nintendo, and your parent is an only <laughs> child. You don't even have an uncle. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah, you precisely. heard that someone's uncle worked at Nintendo, so the story turned into being now your uncle. So yeah, I know exactly what yeah. you mean. Yeah, precisely, precisely. Um, now, as I was saying, there are three key uh, popular culture uh, uh, child lore uh, elements, in a way, that appear. And the first one is the Tooth Fairy, which I understand that in Mexico has a different name. Yes, indeed. In Mexico it's El Ratoncito de los Dientes, uh, which I think it comes from Spain, which is El Raton Pérez, mm-hmm. which is the Pérez Mouse. I think yeah. uh, we were talking about this and Martina says that she remembers it too. So it's also an Argentinian thing. So I guess it's all yeah. Latin American countries that were once part of the Spanish Empire, I will guess. I don't think it's exclusive to uh, Spain and the Spanish Empire. I think, and, and I had to remember about this, but I think that in Portugal it's also Urratim dos Dentes, which is the same thing, just the, 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 the teeth or tooth mouse or something yeah so i think it's still it's also the same thing um uh, as you go there but essentially uh what it is as everyone knows is that um or you know i'm going to say what i found online you can tell me if there's any differences in how, how you 
remember it being but essentially what it is is that you as a kid uh, when you lose your baby teeth uh, you put them under your pillow at night overnight and then uh, in in the in the morning you get as you get some money out of it uh, so the kids wake up the teeth are no longer there but there's some money in there that's exactly what it is yeah yeah so apparently this started uh, around 1200 uh, uh, um, ad and this was meant it this comes from like uh, stuff with the Vikings that considered really? having like baby. Apparently so, because apparently carrying baby teeth was considered to bring you good luck in battle. So you could, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly the origins, but I could see a kind of logic which would be like, you know, you're doing it for your family, so you're bringing baby teeth. It might bring you good luck or something. I, I don't know. I can see how it would spread, but apparently that's where it's it started. Um, then the Middle Ages. Uh, change that kind of perception and apparently uh, then the people were then burning the, the baby teeth so they didn't want to have anything to do with baby teeth so they were burning them you know well because everything that was viking then was hidden wasn't it so yeah that's true um i guess you know you know how it is in the middle ages everyone just kind of went a bit crazy um i'm just then... surprised that everything circles back to the vikings man <laughs> like the first people yeah. in America, Vikings, the Tooth Fairy Vikings, like, I know I like them, but I didn't expect them to be so present in freaking everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and I think that the Tooth Fairy itself uh, only comes at the early 20th centuries when it actually started. Um, now, I don't know how it was with you. Uh, for me, when I was growing up, I, I just, you know, I knew about it, but I never remember... It no, how can I explain this? I never remember like fully believing it. I never remember my parents talking much about this with me. I think like I have some vague memories of my my parents trying to do something about this, but more like for fun once or twice, rather than doing it with all the teeth or anything like that. And I may have asked for it, so I have some vague memories about it. W what about you? Well, I I do remember that in I, again I don't. It's weird, because I don't know how often it happened. I don't know if it was everywhere. I mean, sorry, not everywhere, every time. But I do remember one specific that my mom... Like, I woke up and I look under my pillow, and instead of money, I had, like, a note with a little mouse drawing saying, for example, go where you're... Warm up your ideas. So I went to look <laughs> into my hat. And then yeah. it's like, now go where you can protects blah 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 and i go into my oh, so a little gloves. treasure hunt yeah exactly so she did a treasure hunt and at the end it was uh money that's really cute yeah and i i remember that it happened more than once but i don't know how right. much i remember that because i'm a kid well i was a kid and that's just the memory that is stuck or if it was an actual tradition but i do know that i always get i always got something but i don't know how often the, right, right. the easter hunt was there but that's the one that stuck most so obviously that's the one i like the best <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah I, I don't remember participating much in it so 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 at the time and looking back at today and everything like what's what sort of money did you get for like a tooth 
I don't remember, man. It was ages ago. I have no oh, idea. You Didn't you keep a log? I thought everyone kept a log of all that money. Ever nah. since they were like four or five. No, not everyone is as organized as you are, my friend. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I never did anything like that. I'm not that organized, believe me. Sure, sure. Um, no, believe me, believe me. Um, so, so, but, but in any case, how much? Let, let's say that you would do it today. How much would you pay for a tooth? How how, how much is reasonable? Well, I remember I actually had this conversation with with Holly, and okay. we said we we joked about it, and we were like, "How much is in inflation now? Like, well, compared to when we were kids, and now, like, yeah, if exactly. you give them just like 50p, will that be like too stingy?" And I remember saying, "Also, you not all teeth are the same, right?" So I think we agreed that it's gonna be like one pound for teeth. Three pounds for canines and five pounds for molars. Right. Okay. So you actually do it on the on the type of tooth it is. What about the quality? Would you do it uh, on the quality as well? Nah. I don't care. <laughs> nah, sir. Nah. Nah. <laughs> okay, it can be a, a cavity-ridden teeth and a, a tooth, and I'll be fine. I don't care. It yeah. just fell off. Way, way to way to encourage her to brush her teeth. Oh, she brushes her teeth every morning. She doesn't need encouraging because she likes the taste of, of uh, toothpaste. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. I'm kidding. I, I, uh, I'm I think... so jealous, though. When I was a kid, they didn't have kids' special toothpaste. I had to use that mint, like oh yeah. I was same. gonna say a cuss word, and I hated actually, it because it burned. No, actually, I remember that I, I when I was in school there was like one which was like for kids which was a little bit sweeter and it was star shaped yes i remember uh, that but it was still i remember that it was like bluish greenish transparent yes. with glitter yes exactly. yeah that was with like the first blue kid. and it was star shaped yeah it was like the first i think it was colgate colgate or maybe yeah, yeah the first yeah. kids uh march mer like the first one uh, aimed at kids, but it was still spicy as all heck, so it didn't quite work. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, that's kind of what I remember from that. Uh, what about, what did I want to say? Um, yeah, I, I guess like by the time that they're having their teeth uh, taken out, they, it might be more expensive, isn't it? Because uh, uh, with inflation and all of that, so it might become even more expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what did I want to say to you? Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, are you, so are you going to participate in it? So you're definitely doing, you're already set out amounts, you already said what type of teeth. So are you going to do it with Nim for sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, everything that involves playing, I'm, yeah. I'm up for it. Like everything that can be a game, I'm, I'm up for it, you know? So I definitely would like to get her involved. And but it's only a game because it was made a game for you, right? So you want to do the treasure hunt. But I don't think that's traditional, is it? No, 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 it isn't. And But the thing is, what I mean by the game, because even if I don't do the Easter hunt, right? It is still the, right. the, the excitement of you have to do something and you do so. It's like, weirdly enough, because that's the, the, the title of most of our episodes, but it's like a quest. You do something and then you get right. something. So your quest is you save your tooth because sometimes it might even fall in school or in the playground or whatever. So you have to save the tooth. You have to wash it because otherwise it's going to be freaking disgusting, full of blood and whatever. You have to wash it. Sure. You have to put it in a paper, fold it, put it under your bed. 
and then POW! becomes money. So uh, that in itself involves a game of sort. So everything that is like that, I'm, I'm up for it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Now, just one thing. When you said Colgate initially, you said Colgate. Is yeah, that that's how you said in Spanish, pr- Colgate, yeah. Because it, but in Spanish, that means something, doesn't it? It means hang yourself. Not exactly, <laughs> but it, it pretty much sounds like if you're saying hang yourself. I'm pretty sure I heard Martinez say that before. So when you said it, I was like, oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it's actually a joke. Uh, in Mexico, and I'm sorry to everyone that is hearing me from the, the motherland, but in Mexico, we have a lot of jokes of gallegos. Um, so it's uh, people from uh, some part of Spain. And we say, why did gallegos don't brush your teeth? Well, because the the brand says colgate. Uh, it's, a, it's a very common, yeah, it's a very common joke. To the point, to the point where there there are actually jokes about it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, there's also okay. Nivea in Spanish. You pronounce Nivea, which could be translated as "don't even see." So that's also the joke. Why those oh, gallegos yeah, don't Nivea. don't put cream because it says Nivea? Oh no, it's why the gallegos <laughs> close their eyes when they put on cream because it says Nivea. <laughs> why why do why the gallegos i have no idea mate it just started since i was like since i can remember but i don't know where it came from <laughs> well maybe that's something for us to explore in the yeah 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 episode. you might even find um, the reason and put it in the yeah yeah put it in the resources yeah let, let me know let me know and i can put it in the resources that i'd be uh, that'd be good yeah um so so moving on to our second one which is another one even more famous, which is the Easter Bunny, right? Yes. So the Easter Bunny is obviously the one that uh, during Easter, they are fairly similar to how Santa Claus works, especially originally, which was basically bringing gifts uh, and colored eggs depending on the children's behavior. So nowadays it's more about decorating, finding eggs, um, but apparently when it started, which was uh, on in the 17th century in Germany, um, it was associated with like fertility and rebirth, um, l- uh, you know, l- like Easter, because obviously of the Easter motive from, from Christianity, uh, fertility, rebirth, all of that. And that was both valid for the eggs and for the rabbit. So apparently both of those things represented this. And this is why it kind of all got mixed with Easter and all of that. Um, but I wanted to ask you, how was it for you? Like, did you participate in anything related to Easter Bunny? Was it common? Was it not? How was it in Mexico? I don't remember it being extremely common. Like, I think once, again, my mom hit some, like, kinder eggs. And I think I also remember that Easter I got... The kinder eggs that are banned in the US, right? Yeah, those ones. <laughs> uh, but where was I? Oh, yeah, eggs. So sometimes I remember getting... Well, actually, let me correct myself. I always remember getting a kinder egg. But I don't remember the whole Easter egg hunt, funnily enough. Uh, I don't know if we partook in it. I don't generally think so. What we definitely didn't do was go around painting eggs. Uh, So we didn't do that. It wasn't that big of a a deal. So it was more of a a day in which I got chocolate, basically. Uh, Yeah. But we didn't do the whole... 
And again, if we did, it didn't stuck to my head, which is weird because the one for my tooth did. Um, but yeah, it's it was just a, a thing. Yeah, that's kind of how it was for me as well. I it was basically a day to eat sweets, and I remember the eggs being everywhere. But it's basically just like, here's the day to get an egg-shaped chocolate, and that's kind of it. I remember there were some like activities at school, um, you know, that I remember participating in. Um, so uh, I know that there was something, um, but and uh, you know, I, I never really remember participating in much of it, if I'm being quite honest. Um, um, but yeah, it was fun though. Uh, do you think you're going to do it with Nim? Yeah, again, if it if it involves games, why not? You know, I'm, I'm yeah. up for it. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, again, I don't exactly know if if I will do the whole painting stuff, but I, I don't see why not. It looks fun. It's it's entertaining. So yeah. I, I like it. Uh, I think it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good... Uh, basically, it's a good way to keep entertained you know it's yeah. it's a nice way of spending the afternoon it's entertaining it's a whole yeah, a thong family thing so yeah i think yeah. i'll partake i think i think i will as well i think i'll try to do it because i like the treasure hunt element of it you know finding all the eggs knowing how many there are looking for them so i find that funny and uh, uh, all nice and i think that uh, martina will also really enjoy the part about decorating the eggs or maybe she won't i don't know um but actually you know what i'm saying this and i it just brought back a memory of me at home taking a chicken egg and doing a tiny hole on the chicken egg so that we could drain the chicken egg and bring it, you know, remove everything that is inside so that we could then paint the chicken egg to bring to school. So I remember doing that with my mom. So I don't know why, but it just unlocked that memory. So I guess I did do some part of it. Um, Actually, now that uh, you mention it, I also remember once uh, like poking an egg with a needle so that the egg could go out like out yes of the, with the needle yeah yeah so that the egg could go out of the shell and then we could yeah. paint it but i think i the must needle, have done exactly. that when i was a little bit older because again it's i don't associate easter with my childhood okay so i must have done that when i was a little bit older yeah i guess so um, but yeah, I think I would. I think I would uh, try to do it because uh, there's there's a few fun elements about it. I think that the only thing that I wouldn't insist is I wouldn't insist on the fantasy element of it. Um, I think like if we do the tooth fairy, because I'm not sure if we're going to do tooth fairy or not, or how we're going to do it. But if we end up doing the tooth fairy, we may do a little bit of the fantasy element, a, a bit of the mystical element. I'm not sure. Um, if we do the Easter bunny, I don't think we will do the mystical element it'll just be like yeah it's a story and there's the bunny and all of that but everyone knows it's just us so at least early on maybe one year or so i'm not sure but I i'm i'm personally not thinking too much about the fantasy yeah for no, the I, same I, i'm not really into the the fantastical elements of it and we'll yeah i i'll explain more in detail when we reach that part but yeah i'm not Again, I want to be clear, it's like a game, it's a, a fun thing to do, but I don't specifically want it to be like 
believe that a bunny will come and give eggs. Especially because I think it's uh, both I don't wanna and at the same time it will feel a little bit disrespectful to partake in the whole there's an egg coming and everything without explaining the religion connotations behind it. And I'm not a believer, yeah. so I'm also like, eh, no. Like, it will be a, a thing, but I will not expect her to believe that there's a magical bunny laying uh, colored eggs for people to pick up, and they're actually chocolate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, that brings us to the third one, the uh, the biggest one. The big one. Um, The big one, which is Santa Claus or Father Christmas. Um, the name in itself is already a contentious point because I think that Santa Claus is more like Americanized, isn't it? But it's Father Christmas originally here, um, even though it might have been bastardized a little bit. And it's certainly Father Christmas in Portugal. How is it in Mexico? Yeah, that's funny that you mention it because in Mexico it's it depends as a lot of things. It depends. Yeah. Okay. But for the majority of Mexico is baby Jesus. It's not Santa. It's... Oh, that happened in Portugal as well. It used to be Baby Jesus. Oh, I think in Portugal it started as Baby Jesus when we were in the dictatorship, most of it. When we opened up, it became Father Christmas. Oh, and it, then it's always been Father Christmas. But yeah, I remember it being Baby Jesus as well at some point. Yeah, in Mexico has, I for the most of it, always been Baby Jesus. Uh, but uh, for some families, it, it is Santa. And... Uh, I personally grew up with Santa, but I remember a lot of my friends grew up with baby Jesus. And yeah. they said baby Jesus is going to give you the presents and everything. Which, yeah, that's right. Which I don't know how it works because baby Jesus doesn't go down the chimney. So I guess it takes that out of the equation. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have to do an episode on the logistics of uh, baby Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... So for me, it was always Santa, but I, I was always very aware that it wasn't Santa for everyone. Right, 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 right. right. But that being Fair said, enough. Christmas in Mexico is huge. Um, we we celebrated yeah, we celebrated mostly on the 24th, actually. And uh, you eat and have dinner on the 24th, and then you wake up the 25th to the presents, and you just eat the leftovers of the the rest of the night because you do a massive feast for christmas eve and then the next day you just eat the reheat so pretty much isn't, it's isn't like that, boxing isn't that day. the same as in here no here is the 25th and then you do that on the 26th so here they have boxing day and they eat and yeah. celebrate on the 25th we do it one day earlier we have the dinner on the 24 and the reheat on the 25th when i told everyone that i celebrated the 24 everyone hears me like what really christmas is the 25th I'm like, yeah, for you guys, yeah, for yeah, us, yeah. it's the 24th. We give the presents no, Portugal, on the 24th, everything. Like, little kids wake up Wait, do you the... do the presents in Mexico on the 24th as well? As soon as you know there's no Santa and baby Jesus, yes. Because you do the exchange. So you're like, okay, it's yeah. my turn to give presents. So, every, so for example, Bruno gives presents to... Is it at midnight? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, sometimes it's okay. even before. Sometimes it's before, especially if they're kids. Because kids usually can't last until midnight. They go to sleep around like 10. So you start having dinner around like 8 or 9 and then you do the presents and then kids bugger off to sleep and adults keep like drinking and chatting. I have a I have a funny story about that which I'll tell in a second but uh, that's interesting to know about how it is in Mexico. 
um, because it seems like it's very similar to how it is in Portugal. So in Portugal, everything is pretty much on the 24th as well. Um, but I'll, uh, I'll I'll mention that in a second. But just going over a little bit of the story about um, Father Christmas, uh, you know, it has a long, long history. It started the Saint Nicholas. It comes from, you know, Christianity. Um, it's only, you know, on the 16th century in the UK, uh, that's when it started getting a bit more popularized. And it was about bringing joy, joy and wine to the people. Uh, and then it really became popularized at the start of the 20th century. Um, I think it was by a book, but I'll, I'll put some of that in the resources. And then it became really, really popular. I think it was in the 1940s or 50s uh, when uh, Coke basically developed the iconography. Now, they like to take credit a bit more for Father Christmas than they actually did because they didn't invent Father Christmas, which sometimes they kind of imply that they did, but they did invent their modern image and the modern iconography that people associate with it. So I guess in a way, yes, but I think that they, they try to take too much credit sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but um, but yeah, that's how we kind of got to where we are today. Mm, okay. Yeah, I remember hearing stories that there was a, a saint that used to throw presents through the window of peasants. And yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah, but I also know that there's so many things on Christmas. And again, I, I'm someone that if I could have my... I realized too late what my dream job would be. <laughs> and by too late, I mean like a year ago. <laughs> but if okay. I could go back in time, uh, I will say to Bruno to become a folklorist. Because uh, I am okay. really interested in mythology and folklore and all that. And I know that Christmas is very contended. A lot of people say that... And, and like most things, it's probably a mixture of all of them. But a lot of people say it's Saturnalia, which is the the Roman tradition, right? And, sure. And that Catholicism, when they absorbed religions, they were like, well, we don't want to celebrate paganism, so we're going to say that Christmas is in that day. So your holiday is no longer your holiday, it's not Christmas. But it also has okay. elements of Yule. So a lot of people say that Santa is inspired by Odin. Again, we go back to Vikings. Everything goes back to the freaking Vikings, man. Um, so a lot of people say that, that Santa Claus is actually Odin. And the sleigh comes from a tradition of Yule goats. Actually, I don't know if you've ever seen a Yule goat. If... I, yeah, I, I have heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of this. Yeah. So they say that it's a bastardization of that. So Christmas is so. Let, let, let me let me take let me take back to this. So you said that way about a year ago. You realized that you should have been a folklorist. So so let, let let's go back further, right? Okay. Let's go back. Let's say that we go back to Bruno at sixteen years old, and you say, "Look, I realize what you're going to do. What you're going to be. You're going to be a folklorist. How do you get there? I guess I will look into a university that does. I guess will be English study or literature study if I'm still in Mexico. And then okay. took a, 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 I still don't know the name of the titles in English, but a, a master, oh, there Absolute. we go, a master's, no, a master's, master's on, yeah. on folklore. So you have to study literature first, which is ironic because I hate writing, but I'll, I'll sure I'll find, I will find a way. And then you can sure. take a master's and then a PhD into actual folklore and, and mythology maybe okay or or maybe okay. maybe you I'm, I'm pretty sure there must be a bachelor's that is already into folklore or and myth but let's assume you have to study literature first 
then your okay. your master's is in in folklore, and then your PhD is actually in like Norse folklore or Greek mode. Because you cannot do a, a PhD in something so wide, can you? You PhDs have to be super specific into something. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I would do. I, I I like a lot of like mythology and myths and legends. And I remember when I was a kid. There was, and by kid I mean like 13, 14, so not really a kid, more like a, uh, a sure, early sure, teenager. Sure, sure. There was this esoteric uh, library, not library, sorry, bookshop. It's because in Spanish, bookshop is libreria. And, yeah, same in Portuguese. And library is biblioteca. So when here people say library, I think a bookshop. But anyways, so there was this esoteric bookshop. And I bought like three books on, on fairy lore. And I was like... Oh, I, I already told part of the story, which is, it's, remember the story when I said that I left honey and milk for the fairies? And, oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Well, that was also on the first episode. I yeah, think. I learned that in one of my folklore books, and I remember what I learned by fairy circles and people saying, there was even people like, obviously the people who wrote the books, Either they were scamming or they were a little bit insane because they thought it was proper real. Because I remember the fairy circles, they were saying, scientists are now saying that fairy circles are just electromagnetic fields. But who's to say that fairy dancing don't create electromagnetic fields? So that feels a little bit flat earther to me. But still, learning yeah. the lore <laughs> was was good. So, but w what would you like to, to do as a folklorist? Like, would you like to develop your own folklore? Would you like to... Study Just catalog it, it learn like it, write catalog about it. it or... Yeah, exactly. They meet. I think what I will do is like to give uh, talks about it. Like I would like to be okay. a professor in a university and and just teach about folklore, and maybe like publish a book about what the folklore could mean, or or they try to find out the earliest Proto-Indo-European link okay. that connects all the folklore. You know those type of stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. That's interesting. Uh, I wonder what Bruno at 16 would have thought about that. He would probably say, oh, that seems like too much job, screwed up. <laughs> and then, like, 20-year-old Bruno will be like, mate, the, the job market is empty, there's nothing, this is a complete waste of time. And then 36-year-old Bruno will be like, yeah, but if you actually do find something where to work, you're going to get paid loads, mate. And they will be like, okay, yeah, let's let's go back in time and convince 12-year-old Bruno to do this. I think that what would be cool in a job like that would be to, like, then become uh, a subject matter expert. And, like, if there's anyone doing, like, films or something where they need exactly. information on... Exactly. That, that's, that's where I see it being really fun. Is that yeah, that's what I mean. On that kind of yeah, that's what I said, like giving tech talks or, or being a teacher in class, because that's pretty much just, I, I'm pretty sure most of my classes will be like, let's go camping to Stonehenge and in, in the fireplace, I'll tell you all a lot of stories related to Stonehenge. Like that seems like proper fun, mate. <laughs> I think you're romanticizing being a teacher, if I'm being honest. I think there's. I Obviously, think that's no, a no, no. I'm not saying every lesson you can do that, but once per year you can, especially in university. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's like, you fair. can do it during the equinox or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I agree. So, coming back a little bit to Father Christmas. Yeah. And uh, uh, the, uh, you know, the, your childhood believing in it or not believing in it um so 
did you have any kind of traditions that you did? I'll, I'll just give you an example of how I did first. So I remember that, um, you know, we would always get PJs, we would leave cookies for Santa, or we would leave like cake and wine. Um, and I, uh, so I remember having some sort of traditions and all of that. Did you have anything that you always did? Anything different? Well, in my case was very particular because since I have use of reason, I know it was my mom because she told me. It's not like I caught her or anything. She just told me. Uh, she told me, one, right, okay. you're very good at finding your presents, so I don't want to keep lying to you because <laughs> you always end up find, finding your treasure, your presents. And two, I don't want you to believe in this awesome magical thing just for me to take it away when you're older. And okay. I think it's better if you know from the beginning, and that way it's also... Rip the band-aid early. Yeah, and that way you can also come and be more involved in what you actually want. So I know I'm getting you something that you want. You can give me a list of presents that you actually want, or you can go to the supermarket with me. And... so Very pragmatic. Yeah, so I didn't... I never got into that, let's leave cookies and, and milk. But that didn't, yeah. at least for me, that never took away from the fantasy. Christmas, till this day, is my favorite time of the year. More than my birthday, more than anything. It's just... Yeah, same. I really like it's it. It's always been so magical for me. Like, I even look at the day and it feels special. And I love cooking and being with the family. And I remember all my family got together. And we ate and we talked and everyone was happy. I don't know, there's same, just something same, same. so, so magical, magical of Christmas. Like, I I know we talk about, like, how, for example, we don't believe in fairies and everything, but if I were to believe in any sort of magic, I will believe that Christmas is the most magical day of the year. Like, to quote that yeah, song. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Like, I, the Christmas spirit is undeniable for me. Like, people do, and I know there's people that hate Christmas, especially nowadays. Uh, that it became... There's people that like to say that they hate yeah. Christmas, but it's 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 one of those things they they It they became a meme saying, say, I hate Christmas, yeah. but I love Halloween. Halloween is people just, Christmas. So, some people do it because it's just contrarians. I'm not saying that everyone who doesn't like Christmas doesn't have a good reason for it, or that they don't genuinely not like Christmas, but I also think that some people just don't like christmas because they like to be contraculture yeah i agree uh but for me christmas has always been amazing and i again not having that mysticism didn't took anything away from it yes exactly um no i i i i agree with that i remember that i so for me because i have two younger siblings I kind of kept it up for a while so in my when I whenever I was growing up because I always had a younger sibling etc there was always that element of like someone in the house believing in it even when it wasn't me um I remember believing in it for a while but like for an extended period of time like even when kids at school were telling me that they didn't believe that I still believed but I think it was mostly because I wanted to because I liked it so much but I I don't remember when I stopped believing in it or when I was told that that Father Christmas didn't exist but I remember that I was kind of subconsciously aware that it wasn't true for like one or two Christmases before I actually came out and said yeah i know it's not true etc so i guess i just wanted to keep living in the fantasy world so i, I wasn't 
even though I want, I knew that it wasn't true. I didn't, I didn't want to face that reality in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think actually, because a lot of people say that the nice thing is to wake up and see the present, right? But to me, right. getting the presents from my family was even better, because it was my loved ones making an effort to give me something that I want. Why do Why do those things have to exclude one another? Because. Well, for example, some people don't have enough money to give present twice, you know. Oh, right. Okay, I see. I see what you mean. So you like you so either leave so presents about... in the in the room for Santa, or you give them yourself. You cannot but, give two but presents. You could have... No, you you could have it on the day after and still know that it was from a family member. Oh no no yeah 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 yeah. What I mean, uh, I didn't mean that. I meant that me taking away the Santa part didn't affect me because I knew it was from a family member. That's what I mean. Right, I see. But I see. now that now that you mention it, I do like getting the present better than on the tree, just because I get to see their happiness. Of I think that's what makes Christmas so amazing to me, because people are happy to give. Like I remember yeah. getting a present and opening really excited, and for example, being for my mom, and my mom having a very happy face of how happy I was of opening the present. And yeah, the same, the exactly. other way around. I remember giving presents. And seeing someone happy and, and the feeling of I made that person happy. I love that person and, and I'm the reason they're happy now. It's amazing for me. It's better than Santa, I will guess. I don't know because I didn't have it. But at least it's better than just waking up and picking presents from under the tree. Because you can see their face. You can see them opening. You can see the different type of people. People that like to keep the, the wrapping up. But there's people that just burst open the present. They don't care about the wrapping at all. And... You you can also see you you can tell when when people have like oh grandpa gives the good presents because they go for the good present first and I remember once my uncle trolled my sister and she she he gave her a huge box and inside the box was a time year box and inside that box was a time oh, year yeah. box and it was an onion present yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the present was still really cool it was like a ring a really nice ring. But still, my sister went immediately for the huge box, thinking it was going to be this huge thing, and it was this tiny ring. So all those type know, of things yeah. just makes me so happy, man. I know, I know. It's the same thing for me. Um, I think that I actually have a, an interesting take on this, because I know... So, you know, when you watch films in the US and everything, the whole thing about Father Christmas is that he leaves the presents during the night. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so you go you go to bed and there's nothing under the tree. And then overnight, everything comes under the tree because um, because Father Christmas stopped and he left all the, 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 the presents. Yeah. Now, funnily enough, that's, that's not exactly how it is in Portugal. So in Portugal, it's very similar to Mexico, right? So everything is done on the 24th. And what happens is that, some, you know, Father Christmas comes at midnight or before midnight um, and just drops the presents. And sometimes, I don't know exactly how families did it, but it's like, oh, he's in the other room or, you know, we have to leave so he comes, etc. Um, so I don't know exactly how people did it. But the, the thing is, I always grew up about with the presents and uh, on the 25th now the reason for that is because during the dictatorship 
the Azores, I think I've mentioned this before, but they were very isolated uh, from the rest of the country. And they actually had a lot more connections to the US. And the reason for that is that a lot of people emigrated to the US uh, because they were in the middle of the Atlantic. They didn't have a lot of connections. It was in the middle of the dictatorship. So a lot of people emigrated to, the, to, uh, to America. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, because they came back uh, and stuff, some of the tr- American traditions started coming oh. back to the Azores. So that meant that uh, some of that happened and... Um, the uh, uh, um, uh, the the Father Christmas was one of them, so that in the in the Azores, it's actually more common for them to come in the uh, in the morning, or at least it was when I when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the reason, and it was always exciting for me as a kid to you know wake up and see all the gifts there. The transformation from night to day it was always amazing. I remember being so excited that I had trouble sleeping the night before. <laughs> uh, just just saying, you know, it was really, really hard. And that's where it came with like the cake and the cookies, the milk, uh, sometimes wine for, for Father Christmas. And it was really, really, really funny. And um, there's actually a, an interesting story when I was in the Azores because there was one Christmas where we spent with some of my parents' friends. And uh, the, because we were only going to be there on the 24th, we had to exchange gifts on the 24th, at least between the two families. And uh, at one point, I remember me and my friend, uh, we were there and our parents were like, oh, you know, you have to go. You have to go in this other room. You have to go in this other room. Go and play. Go and play with like your, your remote cars, etc. And we were like, OK, yeah, OK, we'll go in the other room. And um, suddenly they came back and they said, oh, you know, Santa just just stopped by and he left you guys some presents. I was like, "What? Are you joking? Like we seriously? <laughs> you put me? Yeah, I just missed Santa. Like this is atrocious. This is atrocious. Like you sent me on the other room and I just missed Santa. I was so annoyed. I must have been like three or four years old. Well, maybe not three or four, but maybe we were more like four or five. But I remember being so upset <laughs> that I had missed Santa because it was like, well, they told me to go in the other room and now I missed Santa, like so annoyed. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. He's like, oh, really? Come on. I've been waiting for this so much. And then as soon as I go get a glass of milk, Santa comes over. Just my luck. Yeah. Precisely, precisely. Um, but I, I always really, really loved it. I loved, you know, getting the family together and... Uh, uh, you know, just seeing everyone's uh, uh, everyone waking up in the morning and doing that. I remember one big Christmas that we did at my grandparents' house. It was only the one time, but we had like, I think we had like seven or eight families together uh, celebrating Christmas and everyone brought uh, presents for everyone. It was like the biggest Christmas we ever had. And this was in my grandparents' house in the Azores. And then suddenly... I remember even, I, I probably still have a picture of it, but we had so many presents that you could barely see the floor of the entire living room because it was like seven families together. And that was incredible. And I don't even remember what I got. I don't even cared what I got. Just that image of so many things. And so, you know, I don't like to equate presents with love, but it's kind of like, it's not about what you're giving. It's the thought of giving someone something to someone. And there was so much of that there. There was so much joy. I just really love it. Yeah, of course. And so I think it's pretty obvious 
to skip this question of are you going to participate or not? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. But how, how are you how are you going to to do it more specifically? Are you going to change anything about how it was for you or? I don't know. It's such a good question because I truly really don't know. And the reason why I say that is because I don't know if I'm going to tell Nim Nim that I'm Santa or not. I know that Holly wants to keep the, the illusion for a while. But I don't know yeah. how I feel about it uh, because, well, again, once I felt, and I don't know how much is because that's what I was told, but I think it's good to get that out of the way to, to so that then you don't feel the, the betrayal. And it, the reason why I hesitate is because I know a lot of kids that grew up thinking Santa was a real thing and then find out it wasn't and they didn't feel hurt. But I don't know. It, it, yeah. So I that, that that happened to me. I I didn't feel hurt, but I'll we'll get on that in a second. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so one part of me is like, yeah, of course it makes sense. But another part of me is like, well, yeah, but I know a lot of people that never got told and they they enjoyed it just fine. So I don't know, man. I'm really conflicted. I haven't really thought so much. I'm kind of like evading the subject, to be honest, in my mind, because I just don't know uh, what yeah. to do. You're conflicted. Yes, especially because again, I I, I know believing in Santa is, is fun and everything, but I also know that not believing in Santa, meaning both the presents and everything that I told you, seeing the face and giving the present. I remember being a kid, not even buying my own presents, uh, and just my mom, for example, will buy will buy me a present and tell me this is for your grandma, and then my grandma will buy me a present and saying this is for your mom, and stuff like that, right? So then I had presents for everyone but i never bought one because i was like what for but i had presents for everyone yeah. uh so i think for example my mom was in charge of my grand me giving presents to my grandma and my sister my grandma was in charge of me giving a present to my mom one uncle was in charge of me giving a present to my other uncle and vice versa so that's why i got presents for everyone so i even though i didn't okay. buy the presents and i didn't even know what it was Walk, carrying the box that for me was massive and for them was tiny and giving them to them and then obviously playing to the wow thank you so much Bruno that was so joyful for me so I yeah, I yeah. cannot like what is better is Santa better I, I don't know so I'm, I'm really conflicted so I, I haven't thought about it yet I don't think I can give you an honest answer right now yeah no fair enough fair enough um, I, I I know what you mean. It's it's like because you grew up in one way and you're kind of debating it all in your mind and uh, yeah, it's I get it. I think that for us, I'm going to try to focus on the family time because I think that that's what's important. Uh, as far as gifts go, I do want to keep the illusion for a while. I don't know how long, but at least for a while. Um, I don't have a specific plan as to when. Uh, and how long that's exactly going to be but you know at least initially mm -hmm. um but to avoid the whole thing about who's bringing the gifts and everything i think that martina suggested and i think that's probably one of the ways we'll go with it but she suggested doing something along the lines of you know the big gifts coming from the family and mm -hmm. at least one gift from every family member so that he gets used to saying oh okay so the family also brings gifts and then just like the 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 additional ones is when it would come from santa so let's say that he wants for example uh you know a specific console game for example 
and uh, that could be his main gift and it would be like your parents got you this but then he also we also got him like some cars or we got him like a play set or we got him like a mini kitchen or whatever it is and that would be the uh, well maybe mini kitchen i guess would also be a big gift but you know what i mean like one gift the main gift from like the family and then uh, the rest of it because you know when they're young you would like to give them like three or four gifts sometimes or some people do and then those ones thing being like oh yeah these came from santa so this way he still has the uh, the thought about thanking the family and stuff like that yeah and the thing is i actually thought about that one for example as well and then i thought that obviously i don't know how much how perspicace, uh, uh, I don't know how to say that in Spanish, in English now, but how pers perceptive Nimnim -Nim will be. But I don't know if she will say, wait a minute, why am only I getting presents for Santa? So I guess that means that if I do go that route, I also have to buy something small for Holly, and, so and Holly will have to buy something no, small for me. No, because you can explain it very easily. Santa only brings big gifts to, to children, isn't it? That's discriminatory and ageist. <laughs> <laughs> look take it up with the santa board yeah exactly North Pole and take it up you know you submit that complaint nim -nim, fight the power <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's your quest now nim nim fight the power also if you can get the elf to unionize that would be great <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah um so so coming to this last part which is something that we've touched on a little bit before and that is about the, the fantasy element versus the real life element. So you've already said about how it was for you in terms of you, you knew it basically from the start, but that didn't detract from your experience. You've talked a little bit about how you're thinking about doing it with Nim, which is kind of like, okay, still conflicted, etc. But generally speaking, generally speaking, do you think that that's harmful that's not harmful what do you think about the whole idea of keeping this fantasy and it could be santa claus it could be easter bunny etc but keeping these ideas like just as a fantasy and this magical thing that happens oh, sorry can you rephrase the question sorry i don't know why i missed i will there. do you think do you what do you think about keeping it as a fantasy element for children and do you think it is harmful in any way i don't think it's harmful again i am I conflicted in that part of the or finding out. I don't think it's harmful. Like the majority of people I know were raised with believing that uh, it was real for at, at least a period of time. Some longer than other. I remember kids that were still like eight, and somehow they were still believing that Santa was real. I don't know how they got away with it, but I don't think it's harmful. I, I really don't. Um, I think it's nice that kids have that like illusion and that they can believe in magic especially because when they're grown-ups even if they love magic like me and they love myths and legends and everything they'll know it's not real uh so it's it's nice that they can stay kids longer you know i don't i don't yeah. think it's harmful i think it's just giving them something to it's it's keeping the magic of the world that eventually will disappear it's believing that things don't have a, a rhyme or reason. It just happens because it does, because magic. So no, I don't think it's harmful. Again, that that is me as a separate. That is not... I say that and I may be very hypocritical because then I will say, no, I don't want... I want to tell Nim Nim since the beginning. I don't want her to then feel betrayed <laughs> about me. Uh, so I don't know. That's just me looking at it from an 
an outsider point of view, I guess I, I could say. I don't know how to explain yeah. it. I, I mean, I mean, look, think about it this way. I I think it all depends on how you handle it, right? I think the act itself of keeping that fantasy, I don't think it's harmful. I think it all depends about how you frame it. Let me just put it this way. I don't think I'm not I'm not saying this doesn't exist, but I don't think I ever heard someone say, I oh, I wish that my parents had told me because it made such a difference to my life or that was really shit that they didn't tell me that it was fantasy, etc. Like I remember like some kids, I guess they might feel uh, slightly disappointed at the time or they might think like oh, okay that's not very nice that I was like to but no one ever I don't even remember someone saying I wish they would have done this differently or something because you still remember the magic of it don't you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but at the same so, time it's also and I know I'm gonna sound very dramatic here but it's also something that they might not tell you consciously but depending on the relationship with their parents, it might be also something that's just, okay, just another lie, you know? No one will say it, uh, but you don't really know how it affects them. They will say it because they remember the magic and they'll just remember the good things. But I'm you, going, go, I'm you going go to, to therapy, uh, you know that sometimes your subconscious or your... you Maybe let's not say subconscious, but you don't remember everything. You just remember the good and, and choose to not look at the bad. But then there's something... Or something that is nagging you, uh, like, you know? Like, I'm going I'm going to lawyer you for a second. And uh, when I say lawyer you, what, I'm, what I mean by this is something that has no basis in truth because, um, you know, I have no legal knowledge whatsoever. But what I was going to say is objection, speculation. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I'm just thinking like, yeah, okay, but what you're saying is just kind of like, maybe that would happen, but it's like, it's a bit speculative in a way, isn't it? Okay, yeah, maybe that happened, but I never heard of it. And I actually, when I was looking up this subject, I actually uh, found online some studies and no study found that, like, the maximum kids ever got was disappointed. No, no kid ever felt angry or regretted how the, the and this is like clinical not clinical but like social studies and everything okay and that, that the, actually the kids, the kids the maximum that felt were, was disappointed but I, i'll put the links in the description if you or someone else wants to have a look at that it. actually reassures um, me to be fair yeah i think that for example and the reason i say this is that uh, i'm just going to give an example of how it was with me and I'm going to get a little bit philosophical in a way but I remember that when I was in school and I was studying philosophy there was this notion and I had a teacher and I, this stuck with me so I remember the teacher telling me this and it was basically something along the lines of okay you know think about the chair think, think about the chair if you think about the chair uh, in your mind yeah and you're sitting in a chair which one is more real Right, and this was obviously done as a mind-blowing thing for new students and everything, uh, but it does make sense. And she was like, and every every kid was like, "Well, the chair that I'm sitting on, because that's the chair that actually exists." And she said, "Well, no, don't you think that the one that is more real is the one that exists in your mind? Because if you destroy this chair, it's gone, but in your mind, it always exists, and it it you can always recreate it. So, in a way, the chair on your mind is more real than the one that exists in the physical world, right? Mm -hmm. So, where do I want to get with this? What I want to say with this is that I think 
I think that Santa does exist. I think that Father Christmas does exist. And this is why I don't have a problem with lying to children and I don't have a problem with my parents telling me this because Santa does exist. It just doesn't exist in the real sense, but it exists in our minds and it exists in our collective minds. So there is a character that is Santa. There is uh, the, the lore that Santa goes and he brings the gifts, etc. Now, is that a physical person? Maybe it's not a physical person, but it is all that notion. It's, it's the, it's the Coca-Cola commercials. It's you giving gifts. It's baby Jesus. It's Father Christmas. It's Santa Claus. It's all this notion of family and eating food together. All of that is Christmas. All of that is Santa Claus, right? So... This is what I meant in terms of getting philosophical, in terms of the, the real. Yeah, you're getting better metaphysical here, but yeah. <laughs> metaphysical, yeah. And I remember that that's exactly how my father explained it to me. He said, because he said, okay, because we were having the discussion, oh, so Santa doesn't exist? And he said to me, like, well, no, he, he does exist. He does exist, but it comes through to me and you, me and your mom giving you gifts. It comes through as you know as getting together but santa does exist it doesn't exist in that way but it does exist and and that always stuck with me because then it changed my perspective and it was like well i wasn't being lied to but i was a kid and it was a metaphor it's a metaphor you know it's it's a it's a simile it's, it's whatever you want to call it in terms of a uh, from a grammar point of yeah, view. yeah but yeah it's 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 a representation of what christmas is about and in that sense santa does exist so when you frame it like this at least when i was a kid and ever since i became an adult it's always stuck with me mm -hmm. yeah it's very I nice no i, I understand well. it and actually that that sounds very um how can i say it mm, well for lack of yeah, I was gonna say beautiful, but I wanted comforting. to comforting. Yes, comforting. That sounds very comforting, and it's very, it's a very good analogy, I guess. It's not an analogy in itself, but it's, it's not a, for everyone. I don't think it's for every. It worked for me, but it's not for everyone. Uh, no, but it that doesn't take away its merit. Just because something doesn't work for everyone doesn't take away its merit. Uh, yeah. So I uh, no, I definitely, I definitely see your point, and and I value it, and I appreciate it, and. That may sway me in my decision. Maybe it won't. Maybe I, I'll remain as conflicted. And I think the, the reason why I'm so conflicted is because Christmas is such an important thing for me that I don't want to make any mistakes with it. It's so much pressure. Uh, which, at the same time, that might be the wrong way to see it. Because you don't really want yeah, to... I was going to say, really be careful about pressure in trap. In, you don't want to put pressure in Christmas because then it will ruin Christmas. So... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's something that I'll contend in the future, and I'm sure I'll update you guys once I reach that point. But it's definitely something to think about. Perfect. So I think that concludes the main ones. There, there was a lot more mysticism that we could talk about, and maybe we will in a future episode, depending on the different subjects. Um, but those were the big ones we wanted to uh, discuss. Hey, so, maybe uh, I can go into the mythology of, of where the, lore, the traditions started. So that will be fun. 
Yeah, maybe we can do that. Too. Like, I'm sure that we will do like a Christmas a special, special episode yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that, and where we will expand on all of these and maybe touch on it a bit more deeper. And maybe on that point, maybe we can do that, and maybe we can do the same thing with uh, the the Easter when we get to the Easter. So I'm sure we'll have a few opportunities. This was just an initial view, anyway. Exactly. So, well, at this point. Thank you so much for for listening this one prolonged a little bit more than the normal but it's the the start of season two so it's definitely worth it and i think <laughs> anyone that listened to this can tell just how excited we are about these things and uh, not just christmas but uh, imparting magic into our kids life so i think that's that's yeah. a beautiful subject and uh, well i will just say thanks uh, for for listening as always please check the the resources there we will have any relevant links there for anything that we touched on on today's episode follow us on every social media by looking at the handle foreigners and father if you can find it that means that we're not on that social media we're still not good with social media we're gonna get there um i still have my twitch yeah, up. season two is the season yeah exactly i still have my twitch up it's mariachi viking feel free to to look around there and find, see if there's anything that you like. I still have all my VODs up there. I haven't streamed in a while, but I'm certainly not abandoning it. As we mentioned earlier, and we do on pretty much episode, any and all feedback is valuable. You can tell us any myths from your country or any traditions from your country that you, you impart on kids. Maybe you have any... Oh, for example, I remember, I'll just leave you that little piece of uh, a thing. In Mexico, when a kid gets hurt, we sing a little song, which is Sana Sana Colita de Rana, si no sana hoy sanará mañana, which is completely senseless, because it's basically saying heel heel uh, toads, oh no, sorry, frog tail. If it doesn't heal today, it'll heal tomorrow. Why? I'll never know. But you might have something like that. So let us know at the email contact yeah. at foreignersandfathers.com. Uh, if you could please do all the good social media things, which is subscribing to the app to the podcast uh, if you could review it and uh, so either leave a review or grade it in whatever app you're using that really helps the show obviously sharing it that that also helps us grow our next episode is going to be available in a week unless you are a future listener in which case what are you doing go listen to it right now and it's going to be <laughs> our first side quest which is going to be on video games you you'll see what it means when you reach it so for my part yeah i'm excited about yeah it. I, don't, I don't even know what it means so yeah what does it uh, mean what does anything means <laughs> yeah exactly what is life <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for my part that that has been all thanks again for for taking your time out of your your busy schedule to give us a listen and to you pedro for uh having this chat with me i i really do value it or our time and our chats and i really do think it helps me grow as a person and as a parent so i i thank you for taking your time out of your day to have this chat with me man yeah my pleasure and i uh yeah thank you as well for your time bruno I, always a pleasure to talk to you well i'll see you guys later bye see you bye